Welcome into the Harvest Friends. We are here to bring you the confidence and clarity that you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life. I'm Abigail and I'm here with my co-host Keith and it's just the two of us today. So that'll be fun. Right. Just the two of us. I cannot seem to get my two co-hosts together in one place. So <laughs> yeah, no, uh, must it's going to be fun. Again, right? Andrew's in Texas. Or, I think he's in Kentucky. You don't know where time, he is. So. Yeah, he's somewhere. He's yeah. really gotten traveling. But it's going to be a great show. I'm super excited. And we're just going to jump right in to our listener question of the week. All right. So um, the question is, when going to work every day, how can a person be intentional about witnessing to coworkers? Mm. So this is a great question. And I think you probably have the best point of view on this, Keith. So I'm mm -hmm. going to let you start off. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Uh, Travis, I like that question a lot. And uh, I think same thing uh, off the top of my head is you're, you're kind of playing a long game, you know? So if you think of it as like a sports analogy, it's like almost... Uh, a fast sport like football where every play is go, 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 hurry offense, hurry up and score. And then baseball is a lot slower, you know, get on base. Uh, a pitcher and a batter can go back and forth. And um, I think when it comes to work and being a witness, it's a lot of baseball. Like it's going to take uh, a lot longer and you're going to have to be a lot more diligent. Like people are going to observe you on a daily base basis. And when you get that opportunity, then you can, you know, kind of score. So, uh, me and my work, uh, my part-time job, I'm at the Navy Exchange, and uh, I don't get to interact with my coworkers a whole lot, uh, but they get to see me and how I interact with others and how I carry myself, and that's important because when we have that 10 minutes in the break room uh, and we got an opportunity to talk, uh, they can kind of lead the conversation and ask questions like, hey, uh, you seem to be upbeat most of the time. Why is that? Or I see you engaging with a lot of folks at the barbershop. Like, why is that? You know, and uh, it's almost like they're, they're, they're tossing me a good pitch, you know, so I got to just be ready to, you know, you know, get it going. So um, I think instead of doing like the hurry up offense, uh, the quick, you know, hey, here's my uh, gospel spiel. Like, I want to make sure I'm living it out so that when I get an opportunity, read a, a group function or something like that, I'm ready to, to try to capitalize on it. So I think uh, that's been the best way I've tried to witness at work. Cool. Um, so how have you had people actually come and ask you questions? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. We, uh, and it's funny because it, my uh, demographic at work is a bunch of... Uh, some of them are mostly like older ladies who's worked at the Navy Exchange for almost literally longer than I've been alive, you know, so they're, <laughs> they're very observant, you know, so I think the biggest question is yeah, you're usually upbeat, you're usually smiling, like, mm -hmm. you seem like a good person, like, what's up, you know, <laughs> like, what's up? Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, um, I have not been in like a official workplace in a really long time, so I can't perfectly speak to this, but um, as often I do here on this podcast, I like to use my husband as an example. <laughs> and I do know that Brett um, has a list of people that he works with um, pretty closely, and he prays for them a lot. Um, and he kind of just goes by the Holy Spirit as far as um, if someone's late on his mind, uh, like, hey, maybe you should talk to this person. And he usually starts his conversations off with, hey, man, like, how can I pray for you? Like, I'm really trying to spend more time in prayer. And, you know, we've had miracles happen in our lives. And I would love to pray for a miracle in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and so that has been a good conversation starter. That's not 
um, it's more focused on them. They get to respond and talk. Um, it's not like him just like splurting out his testimony. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's been um, a pretty effective way to start like some spiritual conversations with a lot of people. Um, and he too works with a lot of people from all demographics and mm -hmm. um, and ages. Uh, so it can be pretty interesting just to see um, the responses. But I also think that people tend to notice that there's something different about you. Um, so I do like that uh, it's important to be ready to, you know, <laughs> give a witness, so to speak, yeah. of why you're upbeat or why you're, you know, more patient or why you don't swear or why you don't talk bad about your spouse or your boss or whatever <laughs> else. Um, I think it's good to just be ready to know what you would say. Um, and then I think it's really important to just be praying for those people um, and have a heart that they are, that they do meet Jesus. So um, by praying for them, I think that really does op open more opportunities to be intentional. So hopefully that helps. Uh, Travis, thanks so much for the question. Yeah, and thanks. as always, if you have a question that you would like for us to try to answer, you can email us at into the harvest um, at info. info. There we go. Yeah. At info at intotheharvest.org, or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. You can send us a DM and we will get on it. So thanks so much. Um, and we will now head into our main topic of the day. Okay, so our main topic today is really fun. Um, Keith and I wanted to do something a little different since it's just the two of us and Andrew's mm -hmm. not here and he really is the one who keeps us in check. So uh, we thought we'd have some fun and we're actually taking an article that Andrew wrote several years ago, actually. I cannot believe that Into the Harvest has been around this long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he wrote a really cool series. Um, if you haven't checked it out, he wrote um, a series where he went through the different decades of life um, and talked about the pitfalls and the things that kind of can get in the way of following Jesus in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond. So it's a pretty cool series. You can look it up on our website. Um, but uh, Keith and I uh, reread the 30s article this week because we're both in our 30s and we thought that we would go through it a little bit we'll try to leave a link in the show notes uh, so if you want to read it yourself you can and uh, we're just going to kind of go through it today um, we sort of went through it with the eyes of like what are the things that we see as struggles in our own lives and maybe the people around us and then um, kind of go through the things that andrew gave as good ways to um, protect ourselves um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Should we get started? Let's do this. Okay. So um, the first thing is he kind of listed some struggles that people in their 30s often fall into. Um, and they were like, we have greater responsibility. We have... Um, probably some misplaced ambition, keeping up with the Joneses, no offense to Keith, that's his last name, and uh, and then debt. So those were like the big things um, that can kind of be the pitfalls in the 30s. So Keith, um, did anything just jump out at you here? Yeah, I mean, goodness, really all of them. Um, I like your expression <laughs> about keeping up with the Joneses too. And here we are uh, on a podcast exposing our age, you know, so uh, Andrew's yeah. very tactical. Yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and <laughs> we're going to go ahead and tell everybody um, that we're, I feel like this is also perfect because mm -hmm. Keith is like barely in his 30s. He's yep. a, a baby. Just started. Right? And I'm and I'm at the very end of the 30s. So, yep. um, so that's just a little like. We're just going to lay the groundwork lay, there. Lay the ground so yeah, Keith, 
you've just been in it for like what two years yep, yep. two years of the 30s <laughs> how do you feel like you're doing 31 gosh 31 if you were ever curious oh. i'll be 32 in august so uh climbing okay. the ladder i just and... i'm sorry i rounded no. up for you <laughs> it's so okay so andrew way to not be here so because nobody knows how old you are i know but uh <laughs> <laughs> so i think the greater responsibility is probably a big one too um in the last mm -hmm. several years i got married you know uh inherited two lovely kiddos had a kid of our own got a kid on the way bought a house uh, obviously balancing the two jobs, you know, d being in part-time ministry and then working uh, a part-time job. So, uh, yeah, the greater responsibility is very humbling and sobering. And it's beautiful because, you know, uh, this was something I looked forward to in my life for a very long time. So to be here now is very unique. Uh, but like you said, like the, the responsibility side of it is, uh, sometimes challenging. And then the misplaced ambition, you know, like, uh, I still enjoy so many things. I still got so many mountains that I literally want to climb, but uh, you almost have to, uh, what do you think, put a lid on that a little bit? So it's not like, you know, I, I can't do, um, my capacity is not as much as it used to be because I have a greater responsibility. Yeah. And then the last point was talking about debt. And uh, I was talking about like one financial debt, you know, just being at this stage in your life, but also time debt, you know, like, you're being pulled in so many different directions that you literally just don't have um, as much time as you used to. So uh, I, I would say yeah. we're starting out with a bang, Abby. It's been uh, it's been a, an adjustment. I mean, a great <laughs> learning experience. Like I feel like I'm so thankful to God to be out of my twenties to be at the season to where uh, things are changing and uh, people respect your yeah. age a little bit more when you're in your thirties. They're like, oh, you're you're thirty, so. You're not oh, 20 anymore. So. Oh, man. That's hilarious for you to even say being so much older. But sure. Yes, absolutely. You're so old now. Very mature. Um, yeah. And I do feel like you really did just take a running leap into oh, yeah. a new season of life. So mm -hmm. I do think you're like really perfect at looking at these things because they really just happen to you like in right. an instant. Um, right. You just had a, particularly just all the responsibility. And I think the, um, the ambition part is more in line with um, the world tells us that, that we should always be on like an upward trajectory, oh, yeah. right? Like oh, yeah. uh, we should always be looking for like, you know, advancement in our career sure. and um, just, you know, social media is, has, all these influencers telling us what we should buy and what, how we should look. And yeah. um, so there's there's a lot of just outward sources telling us what will make us happy and um, and how to do that. And mm -hmm. I think for, for us in the 30s, it has definitely been an interesting journey in that we didn't fit that mold very well. Um, right. I, you know, we actually looked for jobs where we would have more free time. Um, mm. And Brett has turned down job opportunities because they didn't allow us the time in ministry or they took us away from ministry that we felt was really important. Um, and I'm not going to say that was just easy. I mean, I think that that takes a little bit of prayer and like mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> really uh, soul searching, I guess. Um, and and I too like I think you and I both uh, probably the misplaced ambition is probably you and I like we probably struggle with that the most. Um, mm -hmm. We're both enneagram threes, so we're uh, <laughs> we like we're like always looking up. Um, and I I really vividly remember, um, and it was like 
kind of one of my most dramatic like God moments. I was like on the floor, like having to like give up to God, like all my ambition because mm-hmm. there is just, there's no room for it. Right, <laughs> there's right. no room for ambition when you're raising kids or you right. want to do um, hands-on discipleship ministry. There's yeah. just like literally no time. So, yeah. um, but it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, sure. So anyway, and then we also, um, I think I don't want to leave out the debt part. I think that also ties in you talked about time debt, which is interesting, mm-hmm. which is different from financial debts. Mm-hmm. So do you think those both play a, a real like pitfall in this this season of life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got both, man. We just uh, closed on a home <laughs> here in California. So you can yeah. imagine it was uh, more than a half a million, you know, and I'm oh my obviously not a millionaire. <laughs> so uh, you can... <laughs> you can do the math, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think uh, just because the debt with the uh, the financial debt, I think our our mindset is to work harder, you know, like to to keep pushing, to push forward, and uh, think back to Adam way back when when God told him, "Be fruitful, multiply, rule the earth, mm-hmm. and subdue it." You know, so uh, all of us have this this divine DNA to conquer and to do. You know, so yeah, when you got debt and when you got you know financial struggles, you want to keep pushing, like you want to work your way out of that. So then that takes away from sometimes the more important things um, because you get on that hamster wheel. So it's been interesting to try to balance out the two. And like, thankfully, God's faithful. He's been uh, he's been faithful to deliver when we need to and to teach me a lot about pace and uh, how to how to balance that. But I do think they uh, coincide for sure, Abby. I'm not sure if that looked different for you, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I see it a lot more in in my you know, in people who are also in the season of life, like play dates and stuff, mm-hmm. um, the moms will talk about like, so do you think you're going to be living in your house like a long time? Or are you guys going to, and I know they're meaning like, are you going to upgrade? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I am pretty sure we're here. Like, yeah. this is where <laughs> we're going to live. Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's worked. Um, I mean, I know I have like a super sweet 1970s bathroom, but you know Same. what? It's, it's a... Uh... <laughs> It's pretty cool up, up in there, but um, I think that the debt piece is particularly hard for um, just Americans mm-hmm. uh, or just Westerners in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a constant: what does success look like? Mm-hmm. And um, if we haven't already had success, maybe um, in our jobs, then we can just go into debt, right? We can just put that on a credit card or um, get a car note or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a lot to be said for um, just the company we keep. So this is going to segue us really well into the next part of the article, which was about ways to prevent these pitfalls um, that we we all struggle with, Keith and I do. So mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate Andrew kind of going into some of the things that we can do um, to, to help us in, in these kind of these issues that we're going to face. Um, and I think particularly thinking about you and I and just um, all the, the things that we're keeping juggling up in the air, trying to do ministry. And a lot of the people listening, I know um, you are all trying to have jobs and families and mm-hmm. then also be in the harvest places. And we mm-hmm. give you all major props. So this is probably fits most in the um in the greater responsibility category. <laughs> mm-hmm. So some of the things that um, he said were to stay committed in fellowship 
and to stay in the word daily. So do you think that this has, those two things have been harder, easier as you've kind of had your little dip into the 30s? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think um, both and if that makes sense. I think it's harder in the sense that uh, after doing it for a while, it kind of becomes routine, you know, so you're, you're almost looking for, uh, you know, something to mix it up or to keep it fresh. And, um, but then I think it's easier because of the need, you know, uh, the kids get up super early now. And then some days I work early or I have an early appointment, like a one-on-one or something like that. So it almost forces me to get out of bed early if I'm going to spend time with God, because I know that the day is going to get rolling, you know, and then I, I've uh, observed myself uh, on and off the word, if that makes sense, those times when I'm not spending time with God and his word and I'm not praying and really seeking his face. And uh, I know those two people, I'm familiar with them both. And I don't, I don't love the guy who's not <laughs> spending time with God, who's not consistent in the word. And I don't love the, yeah. uh, the husband I am or the father I am. And I'm not saying that I can't function, function and like uh, go through the motions, you know, but uh, yeah, my heart's in it when I'm, when I'm relying on God and his resources and uh, my mind's in it, I'm a lot more sharp. I'm a lot more uh, gracious in my responses and patient. And uh, yeah, you just glean things from the word that really are timely, that keep you going. So um, I think it's harder in the sense that uh, I have to make time and make sure I'm on top of it. But it's easier because I need it almost more than ever now with everything going on. Yeah. Um, if you go back and you read uh, Andrew's article on the 20s, um, it, it's really convicting, actually, because if you are, came to be a believer or you really started following um, him, you know, more full on later in life, then you can kind of say like, oh, man, I really wish I'd been a follower of Jesus in the 20s because it's the time to maybe start those really great habits. So mm-hmm. if you're younger and listening to this, like, this is still really for you. In fact, we're just giving you like warning that this is coming your <laughs> <For laughs> way. We got, we got 20 so year olds that re- listen to this podcast, 20s, you know, leave some comments. I want to hear from you guys. So. How are you doing, man? How are you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, how are you? Are you okay? Um, yeah, real side note, we um, we have started having some younger, um, some younger peeps come to our church. And I just realized the other day that um, they could technically be my children. Um, so that was a real rough moment for me as a person. Um, but it also really explained why I felt like very maternal to them and like wanted to mm. feed them really badly and like take mm-hmm. care of them. That's fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, fair. side note. Um, <laughs> side note. <laughs> but I do think that setting those habits um, really firmly in your 20s can be super helpful. Mm-hmm. But I was real shook when I hit the 30s and had kids and um, and had just all the extra things that we were doing um, really start getting in the way of that time. And I really did have to be much more intentional about it. It didn't just like I could get up and have like a leisurely coffee and then just like have a quiet time for like uh-huh. several hours. <laughs> like now it is, it is a scheduled event right. of my day. Right. And like you said, um, if I don't do it, then I can definitely, we can all tell. Yep. I would like to say only I can tell, but no, no, we can, we can all tell. That's fair. <laughs> being in the word um, is probably the number one, but I think probably secondary to that, maybe second year, I don't know, we don't have to rank them, yeah. but um, is just being in community that is supportive mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, it doesn't have to be a big community. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. It can just be one person, um, just one person ahead of you on this journey or mm-hmm. just next to you um, is just super, super helpful 
um, and realizing the bad influences that we have. Like I, because I'm pretty ambitious, I've had to, unfortunately, like block people that um, have like some of the cool like life um, events that mm. I um, I attain to. Um, and I like I've had to like put those on the altar myself. And so a helpful thing for me to do is to then not have to observe other people's like I guess that's just me being um I can't think of the word. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the uh the Ten Commandment that I'm not Covet- I should not Covetance. be coveting. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Yeah it gets so. me too sometimes. <laughs> So I think that's um, kind of helpful. That's not really like my community necessarily, but it's keeping me from kind of entrance into a community that's not going to help me in any way. Um, And and so I think finding the right friends, finding the right group of people that are going to spur you on Mm -hmm. to the right things um, is really helpful um, versus the people who are like, like, are you making, you know, seven digits or something? I don't know. (laughs) So have you given up keeping up with the Joneses? Is that like not an ambition anymore? Like, are we quitting that? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah. I'm not going to keep up with you anymore. (laughs) No, no, you're the one exception. You're the one Joneses that I'm going to keep up with. By the way, is that the name of your newsletter? Because it needs to be if it's not. Is that like, you could... Keeping up, keeping with up with the Joneses. You know, it, it has not been, but I would, you know, we, we're due, we're that. due, and everything's done. So that's my next big go. Thank you for that. Uh, but just change the title to Keeping, keeping Up with, up with the Joneses. I feel quick, like that's, yeah, that's, that's oh it. My gosh, please do that. Okay, all right. Andrew's not here to keep us on track, so I'm <laughs> glad I got to add that in. But um, I guess one last thing um, before we go on, there are a couple of like quotes that I really loved from Andrew's mm-hmm. article, and I just want to hit on those real fast. One of them was, if your life looks like the people around you, that's a big yellow flag. Um, this was super great. And I don't think this fits into the whole community thing. Like, if you're mm-hmm. in good community, then maybe it should look like the people around you. True. But if I think he meant more like in culture. So if your life looks like the rest of American 30 or something culture, then that's a big yellow flag. Yeah, That's super good. So just take that in everybody. And then the other thing, so see, this is like having Andrew here on the podcast. (laughs) The other thing that he said (laughs) that I really liked was um, learning to say no, which is something that I am in my latter half of my thirties. I'm just learning to do. This is super hard. And it says that there's a dark side to, um, influence and opportunity Mm. um and i thought that was a really good word for me personally in my current season i'm not great with saying no not great to even to good opportunities sometimes we need to say no to them um so we're just like shooting this out to the rest of you this is convicting to me i don't know how (laughs) kate feels but um if you needed to hear that as well like you're also on this journey with us here in the 30s then (laughs) <laughs> yep, same, saying no. I think I'm better than I was in my 20s, to be completely honest. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, I bet so. Lifelong struggle right there, you know, because uh, mm. especially when you got feelings, too. When you got feelings and you tell people no. Oh. <laughs> Keith has combo. feelings. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even have feelings and it's hard. So I can't even imagine what it must be like for you to have feelings. That's funny. <laughs> Well, that's why it's good Andrew's not here because he doesn't have any feelings and 
he would just be able to say no, no problem. But we really can appreciate how everyone else is, is doing in that department. Um, I read the book Boundaries this year. It was super helpful on this particular um, mm -hmm. issue. And I really, there's a couple of great questions in that book that I've started to just ask before we say yes to things. And it's been really, really helpful. All that to say, you know, I am in the very latter half of my 30s and I'm just now getting it. So we're all, this is a journey. We're all on it. And um, it's fun, fun talking about it today. We'll check back in with you a little later in your 30s, maybe. We'll have another episode like <laughs> this, see how, exactly. see how Keith's cool. doing, if he has any gray hairs yet. <laughs> um, okay, so that was really a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we can do it again soon on this topic. Um, so we're going to head into our next episode. Our next segment is the faith and culture portion of our show, where we talk about something going on in culture today and how it can relate to our faith. Today, we have a real, real fun one. Oh, yeah. And that is, we're going to talk about the vaccines. Hey, the vaccines. Once again, we need one of those horns, like the... <laughs> yeah. And where are our sound effects? Okay. So um, I think we're just going to kind of come at this from the perspective of when this is just brought up in everyday conversation, which I was literally at the grocery store today waiting on rotisserie chickens. And this old guy came up next to me and we had a whole little chat about vaccines. So wow. this is a very relevant topic because yeah. it really does come up a lot. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, we can give some insights of how we can meld this with our faith today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Abby, I like this topic a lot because I know it's not an easy one, but that's the point of our faith and culture section. It's uh, something that's relevant. And this has been going on for, what do you think, almost half a year, pretty much, of waiting yeah, on the vaccine, so. anticipating it, it being developed mm -hmm. and then also launched, you know, and uh, and here we are, you know, and as uh, the CDC putting out more guidance <laughs> on masks and uh, who can do what, especially with the vaccines. And it's pretty hilarious to see commercials now, like advertising, like life with the vaccine. I think that thing, uh, that part kind of yeah. makes me laugh a lot, you know, but anyways, <laughs> as believers, like how do we approach it? Because we don't have anything to compare it to uh, from the scriptures, in my opinion, like we don't have that kind of modern medicine in the scriptures and mm -hmm. but uh as believers we're pretty opinionated about uh what should and shouldn't be done about the vaccine and uh yeah so i'm, I'm curious to hear about your thoughts abby and just how we should respond and i know you had a conversation with that guy uh recently <laughs> but yeah like how do you tactically tactical fully get around that yeah um as delicately as possible um yep. in fact i'm going to just try to do it here today too where you know we're not going to tell you whether keith and i are vaccinated bum, and that's bum, bum. that's literally my example to all of you is i yep. i think it's unless somebody just straight up asks me and then i will 100 percent tell you where yeah. i stand yeah. personally um i really try to be as ambiguous as possible but not in like a mysterious like trying to be um you know I try to get around it in any mm -hmm. way, but mm -hmm. I I just think that this fits into a very similar category as our conversations about politics, um, that there's mm -hmm. not a clear winner here. Um, to me, there was not a clear yes or no answer, and it was very much um, person by person basis. And so I never want something like a vaccine to get in the way of a relationship with a person, mm. and particularly a relationship that might lead for them to have a relationship with Jesus. So mm. um, to me, it's being very, very careful 
to not make this any kind of an idol one way or the other, either to not have the vaccine or to have it. This is not something that we see clearly in the Bible. I personally don't think that this is the mark of the beast. So we can just go ahead and like say that this is instead a scientific matter. <laughs> so this is a scientific issue and yeah. this is a medical mm. issue that you personally um, need to decide for yourself. Um, I will mm. tell you that and within Christian culture, like within our Christian community here, um, a few months ago, I was uh, texting back and forth with a girl in our church and she was going back and forth about what to do about the vaccine. And I started in, I like had written this like long text, um, like different, like here's pros and cons because i'm a real pro con list you guys like boy <laughs> I did so. i yeah. make a pro con list on the vaccine but i you know i had it all and i was like texting her and i was like and then you should maybe read this article and follow this person on instagram because they're a you know like a they were part of making the vaccines or just all the stuff mm -hmm. and i like got and i was like about to push send and i i stopped and i like just deleted the whole thing mm -hmm. and i just put I'm going to pray for you. And yeah. I pray that God really makes it super clear to you and that you have peace about it. Right. And she was like, oh, wow. Okay, thanks. Like, that's really good. And so I think that really has become my new stance on the vaccine. Hmm. I pray for you. I pray you personally have peace about it. If you don't have peace about it yet, I just start praying that you do have peace about it. And remember that it's personal peace. It's not peace for your whole community. It's like mm -hmm. you personally, mm -hmm. maybe your family, your, you know, your spouse or something like that. But um, I really do think this is a very personal issue. That, what are your thoughts on this? I, yeah, we, have, no, we didn't talk about this beforehand. A couple of times. I, mean, I think you nailed it a couple of times because uh, there, there can be stumbling blocks in the way of people getting to our Lord. And um uh, yeah, it's almost beginning with the end in mind. Like we want to get people to Jesus and we don't want any stumble, stumbling blocks in the way. So whether that is politics or something like the vaccine or, um, you know, culture, like you name it, like uh, a lot of things can be in the way. So if that's literally the, the one thing in their way, like I think it's our job to do our best to help them through that, to go through that process so that they can find their conviction on it and move forward. But at the same time, like we don't want to, put that in a way and, and make that a big deal that their uh their view on it don't line up with ours so I, I love what you said about uh yeah keeping a big picture in mind and not you know letting that be a stumbling block because i think there's a lot of truth to that and um yeah i think just remembering that god truly is in control you know and uh and that he's faithful i don't think uh if you got it and something happened like a god protect you from it like i believe with all my heart, you know, and if you didn't get the vaccine yeah. and there's a big pandemic going on, could God protect you from it? Like, I believe with all my heart, you know, both ways. So yeah. I think uh, perspective is going to be key uh, just moving forward for believers and non-believers alike. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said there at the end, just um, that do you believe God can protect you right. either way? <laughs> right. um, I think for like our extra anxiety warriors out there who like making decisions is very hard for them. Um, mm -hmm. Like once I made my pro con list, I was good, you guys, like, because I'm very <laughs> definitive. I'm out. like, you seen it? That was boom, it. done. Um, uh, but, but I know that there's a lot of people that do struggle. Like, did I make the right decision? Well, you have real... Um, 
real comfort in scripture as well. You know, that even if you made the wrong decision, like mm -hmm. your days are numbered by the Lord. And there's like no way that that number can be less or more than the days that he already set mm. before you. So I'm mm. um, like, do not feel like this is going to be the end all. And if you, that you might make the wrong decision and it's just going to be detrimental to your future. Mm -hmm. So um, just be comforted in that way. That's and um, yeah, we're just going to like, like the dude in, uh, in the grocery store today. Um, and we had a nice little chat about it. And I think uh, it was <laughs> hopefully encouraging to him. Um, but I, I do think as believers, we have an opportunity here to point people to Jesus um, because he is the ultimate vaccine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I said it. Um, it Abby, so... <laughs> we just cut over to the crazy, uh, cheesy Christian mode right there, man. We did it. <laughs> I know. I've like not used that one in public, you guys. So I don't recommend it. I mean, you can, but let us know how it went. If you use that line in public, please let us know yeah. at info <laughs> We want to hear all your thoughts on today's episode. We had a great time with you guys. Um, hopefully, Andrew will be back next time to keep yeah. us in line. But until then, we hope you have a great week. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.